0: Welcome to the first episode of the Scholastic Lutherans Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to bring the rich tradition of Lutheran scholasticism to laity and clergy alike. In today's episode, Jared will provide an intro to the history and methods of the Lutheran scholastic tradition. Hello, everyone. So today I'm going to give a brief introduction to Lutheran scholasticism. I'm not going to spend much time defending it necessarily because that will probably come in... The following weeks if not months of the channel but i want to give an introduction so that you can understand the method by which we're going to run this channel and ultimately our goals as we move forward of course prior to describing lutheran scholasticism we actually have to define the scholastic method in itself so there's really a lot of confusion and there are a lot of erroneous definitions of scholasticism out there because Many people associate scholasticism with a certain set of beliefs. In particular, people tend to consider scholasticism to be pointlessly speculative, uh, associated with Roman Catholic theology in the Middle Ages, and really a disregard for scripture. Now, we can find that, of course. Of course, that's the case with some people, but these are really just accidental to the nature of scholasticism, as we'll prove soon with our goal of being establishing the Lutheran scholastic method and its history. The proper definition of scholasticism, however, is quite broad. It really just refers to the method of teaching and learning that was found in the schools during the Middle Ages, primarily using dialectical reasoning, logic, and scripture to establish certain truths uh, in a unified way. Typically associated with scholasticism is the thought of Aristotle. Though Plato is influential too, and in certain writers you'll find Augustine as well, and uh, Boethius, Pseudo-Dionysius, especially in Thomas Aquinas, some other Eastern figures as well, but mostly it's Aristotle, because the influence of his categories and of the four causes, so on and so forth. Typically when we speak of scholasticism, we talk about concepts around around the time the various debates like models of universals the various understandings of divine simplicity and the relationship between essence and existence so obviously not everybody around the time had the same definitions and opinions on those exact things and hopefully later in the channel uh, some later videos will discuss these various different ideas and how they played out in dialogues between the scholastics but for the most part they were at least discussing similar concepts and oftentimes had very similar views scholasticism was arguably in its heyday prior to the reformation in particular we find say anselm who really it's debated if he is a scholastic but he's so influential on the scholastic system that for now we just can consider him one of course there was lombard who wrote the sentences a highly influential textbook i believe it was the standard in the middle ages standard textbook and then there was bonaventure who was quite important of course the Marian psalter um, i believe he was a contemporary of aquinas but he's a particularly intriguing figure that i would like to investigate more in the future but then there's of course thomas aquinas arguably the most famous Scholastic and the one that has probably the most influence from that period and then we have John Duns Scotus who is really important of course with the the Roman Catholic doctrine of the Immaculate Conception and Concepts like univocity of being Of course, these are not the only scholastics around the time you have Alexander of Halley's Henry of Ghent um, You know Albert the Great Peter Abelard so on and so forth William of Ockham but i think most people would agree that these would be at least among the most important scholastics and they don't all agree on everything of course right aquinas and scotus are quite different though they i'd say they each contribute very very important things and i can't personally speak as much to bonaventure lombard and anselm but i can at least say that they all have their own unique ideas and are very interesting and influential on those that would come after There's a common belief out there that scholasticism was thriving, was beautiful, everybody supported it, and then Martin Luther came around, and the Reformation happens because he wants to split up the church, and scholasticism just falls apart for a while because of the Protestant influence. But that's far too reductionist and frankly just false, because prior to Luther there was already the influence of humanism, and around the same time as luther and a little while later you had influences that i would consider to be far more destructive like descartes Uh, but we have to be fair luther was definitely very harsh against the use of aristotle he had some very negative things to say about thomas aquinas and various other scholastics but in saying that we have to consider what he's reacting to so by luther's time A lot of the scholastics were, at least in his mind, and I would argue so as well, though this video is not here to defend this particular idea. A lot of the scholastics were erring towards semi-Pelagianism and using reason over and against the scriptures such that Christianity was being perverted. So when Luther says very negative things about Aristotle, he's primarily responding to the fact that the the Aristotelians um, uh, around the time and the scholastics broadly were using aristotelian categories to define justification but of course luther and the lutheran tradition sees justification primarily in for in forensic categories and so he was obviously going to respond to that very negatively because for him of course justification is the core of the gospel and so you can't look at luther And say oh he hated everything about Aristotle because he was just in a different context where it was rampant. Of course we find this as well in Melanchthon. In Melanchthon's 1521 Loci we find him speak very negatively about the scholastics and about Aristotle and their use of Aristotle but of course he was around the same time as Luther and that's what he was responding to. In particular they're responding to the concept that justification is A particular growth in righteousness and that grace is a quality or a habit Uh, and then there are the scholastic definitions of faith that they found to be pretty abhorrent but later on both in Melanchthon and Luther they softened up a bit because what they were attacking was very much unfocused at the time insofar as they were just throwing everything at the wall just on the run but over time, of course, you find Melanchthon actually teaching Aristotle. He was considered an Aristotelian, and you find Luther frequently using Aristotelian terms. For example, in his antinomian disputations, he uses arguably a scholastic method of discourse and frequently uses Aristotle's four causes to define and defend his arguments. In the Book of Concord, of course, which is around 1580, we see especially in the formula of concord frequent use of aristotle's categories and frequent use of the four causes so we can't look at luther and separate him from his context and really the lutherans broadly and we can't just ignore what comes after luther as we'll discuss soon so i've listed here some important lutheran scholastics um, in particular, I recommend Gerhard if you want to see what Lutheran scholasticism looks like. Chemnitz is personally my favorite theologian, but Gerhard is so evidently a scholastic, it's, it's insane. But what's sad is that you know we don't have as many English translations, or just translations broadly, of Calvin, and Quenstedt, And I'm sure that I'm missing some figures. I mean, there are many. There's also, you know, Hutter, Haneus, so on and so forth. And others in other languages that I'm just not familiar with. The reason I bring these figures up is to show that there are at least some Lutheran scholastics that were around the time especially of um, Bellarmine, or at least after him, it, they, you know, Bellarmine responded to Chemnitz and then Gerhard would respond to Bellarmine so on and so forth, um, such that we often forget the value that they have. What happens a lot is people will read Martin Luther. They say, oh, this is what Lutheranism is in its entirety, and they'll ignore Chemnitz and Gerhard. And While you'll get a lot of good insight from Luther, there's a lot to get out of these other figures, and I think all too often people think Lutheranism is just everything that Martin Luther taught, but that's really not the case, right? Luther didn't contribute way too much to the Book of Concord. He had some influence for sure, but I mean, Chemnitz and Andre wrote... The formula of concord with some other figures so we have to investigate these figures as well if we truly want to understand what orthodox lutheranism is all about and to see that the scholastic method was alive and well during the greatest age of lutheran thought so what exactly makes lutheran scholasticism Lutheran? Well first I would argue that it's scripture over reason. Of course you'll find figures in Rome and in the Reformed that will say no, scripture is above reason in our systems. And while they may say that, the Lutheran critique is usually, well you say it but you don't follow it. And I'm not here to defend that in this video, I may touch on that later in other topics, but what's important is I'm just trying to say what I believe is the most important um, distinctive of Lutheran scholasticism as opposed to the others. Of course, Lutheran theology in general is going to be important to Lutheran scholasticism and distinguish it from other systems. And then, of course, with that in mind, there are varying definitions of key terms, especially in the field of theology, I would say, especially justification. For example, uh, one of my future projects will be defending the Lutheran definitions of justification, of faith, of grace, of sanctification, of original sin, so on and so forth that while they use the scholastic method to defend and define such phrases, such terms, they're still different than what most scholastics held. And even if a scholastic held it, it's rare that they would hold, say, all of those opinions alongside the Lutherans, um, especially prior to the Reformation. So here are some of the key Lutheran distinctives. There are certainly more, but I think these are the most important ones to cover. So to summarize, scholasticism is really a method, not necessarily a set of ideas beyond those found in Aristotle through his categories and through the Four Causes. Scholasticism was initially met with hostility among Lutherans and among other reformers, but over time it became much more favored within Lutheranism. And it's important to use those scholastic ideas and methods alongside Lutheran distinctives to create the best understanding of truth possible with that in mind this channel is primarily meant to spread the scholastic method with the Lutheran distinctives there are many Lutheran channels out there that are wonderful being pastoral in nature being comedic I'm specifically thinking of Lutheran satire with that one but there aren't enough channels that are truly showing the best of lutheranism on an intellectual level both philosophically and theologically the best channel for that as of now of course is jordan cooper and he's immensely valuable for this type of project he himself is doing a brilliant job defending the scholastic method within lutheranism but of course he needs help he's a busy man he has a lot to focus on people ask him so many questions that as a single guy he can't do it on his own So this channel is essentially made to add on to what he's done and hopefully reach the influence he has. Of course, there are many projects we have in mind. Some of them may fall through, but I can guarantee that the most important projects, at least for me, because this is going to be a channel run by several individuals, the most important project for me is going to be defending lutheran terminology particularly that of faith grace and justification but we also have ideas including simple philosophical discussion defending other lutheran doctrines reading some less well-known papers from modern lutheran writers covering lutheran history and a lot of other ideas So I hope you guys stick around with us as we really build a community and build a set of ideas standing on the foundation that many have set before us. Thank you for tuning in, and if you'd like more information about the channel, or if you'd like to see more content, please check out our YouTube channel in the show notes.